You're listening to a podcast from Northern Lights Metropolitan Community Church. This is the sermon recording from this week's service, but first, here are the readings. Reading from the Gospel according to Luke. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. He told them, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Go, I am sending him out like lambs among wolves. Do not take a purse or bag or sandals, and do not greet anyone on the road. When you enter a house, first say, peace to this house. If those who promote peace are there, your peace will rest on them. If not, it will return to you. Stay there, eating and drinking whatever they give you, for the worker deserves his wages. Do not move around from house to house. When you enter a town and are welcomed, eat what is offered to you. Heal the sick who are there and tell them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. But when you enter a town and are not welcomed, go into its streets and say, even the dust of your town we wipe from our feet as a warning to you. Yet be sure of this, the kingdom of God has come near. Whoever listens to you listens to me. Whoever rejects you rejects me. But whoever rejects me rejects him who sent me. The 72 returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. He replied, I saw Satan falling like lightning from heaven. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. However, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. This is the Gospel of the Lord. You're listening to a podcast from Northern Lights Metropolitan Community Church. And now, for this week's sermon. Shall we pray? O God, who shared your message with Isaiah and with the Apostles, help us to understand your message for us today. Amen. I'm sure I'm not alone in being disturbed by the ringing of my front doorbell at a time which is just about as inconvenient as possible, only to discover at the front door an uninvited salesperson. If any of you in the congregation today are one of these salespeople, I hope you'll forgive me if I spend a few minutes talking about one recent experience of mine. But I just want to get it off my chest, so if you'll forgive me, I will tell you something for the next minute or two. Anyway, this cheery guy at the door started talking as soon as the door was just about half open. And he said, 
that he had noticed that I had white UPVC windows. And that was true. Secondly, he said he would like the chance to restore the windows to the original whiteness with a brand new product. And it was so new that its official launch hadn't yet taken place, but would take place in only three weeks' time. And the third thing he said was, he could do me an unbeatable pre-launch deal as part of the company's drive to get itself known in the area before the official launch in three weeks' time. And then he paused for breath, and I politely declined the offer. And he tried again, that he'd noticed I had white UPVC windows and that he could make them whiter than ever they were before and that he could do me a, a deal, the like of which had never been done before and would not be repeatable again. And after a while, he gave up and decided I was probably a particularly difficult customer. But anyway, he left me his card very politely and said that um, when I changed my mind, uh, he would try his best to fit me into his schedule. And then he politely moved on to ring the doorbell of my neighbors. Reflecting on this brief conversation on my doorstep, I began to wonder what training had been given to the salesman by the regional manager of the company, a company which was called something like Seraphim Six-Winged Windows or something like that. Anyway, from my experience that day, I came to the conclusion there were probably three words of advice to the salesman about how he should deal with cold customers. Yes, there they are. The first one was, be prioritized. I think that the salespeople were probably told, get to the point quickly, because you might only have a few seconds to impress. Don't waste any time. Get on with the job quickly. Be prioritized. Number one. Number two, be positive. If there is interest, Pile on the charm and keep the sales pitch going. If there's no interest, pile on the charm and keep the sales pitch going. Because you never know. In every situation, be positive. Number two, and number three, be proportionate. If you do make a sale, don't get too cocky and complacent because you would not have made the sale without the product. If you don't make a sale, don't get too depressed because it's just as likely that the customer would not have wanted to buy the product whoever the salesperson happened to be. So three points, be prioritized, be positive, and be proportionate. Now, it probably appears to you already that this personal anecdote has taken far too long as an introduction, but I hope that I can persuade you why it helps me to understand some things about our gospel reading, which might look a little bit strange at first sight. And before we go into the details contained in St. Luke's Gospel, I think that it's interesting to consider the overall role of the people being sent on their mission by Jesus. The mission of these 72 
appears to be a little different from that of the 12 disciples. For a start, the Greek word used by Luke implies the original 12 disciples were just sent out relatively informally to work alongside Jesus as colleagues. On the other hand, the word used for the 72 signifies a much more formal public commissioning as a trailblazing advance unit to be dispatched into virgin territory. And so I use the term apprentice apostles because their role was very much like the apostles that we read about in the book of the Acts of the Apostles with the advantage that at this stage, Jesus was still around to support them in person. And now turning to the details of what Jesus is reported by Luke to have said to these apprentice apostles. And I find it helpful to look at the words of Jesus using the three headings from my experience with the window whitening salesperson from Seraphim Six Winged Windows. Be prioritized, be positive, and be proportionate. As we heard earlier in the words from St. Luke, Jesus said, do not take a purse or bag or sandals. Do not move around from house to house. Stay in one place eating and drinking whatever they give you. Do not greet anyone on the road. Now at first sight, these instructions look a little bit strange. In fact, they could even be interpreted as positively rude. If you find someone willing to give you free board and lodging, take advantage of them. Stay in one place, eat and drink everything available. And if someone else says hi to you, just ignore them. Possibly a little bit rude. But in context, I don't think that this interpretation is the appropriate one. Because what I think Jesus appears to be saying relates to the words that we heard earlier in the same chapter. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. And I think what Jesus is saying is there's lots to be done and only a very short window of opportunity for a small number of people to do it. So Jesus said, don't get distracted from your role by shopping around until you find the best place to be based. Don't prevaricate. Just get started. Focus on the priority. People may try to sidetrack you, summarized by the words, greet you on the road, but don't forget your priority. Stick to the main job, be focused, and get on with the job. So that's number one, be prioritized. And moving on to the second point, be positive. You remember that Jesus said, when you enter a house, First say, peace to this house. If someone who promotes peace is there, your peace will rest on them. And of course, that's the easy bit. The welcoming listener with the open mind. Would you like to listen to my offer? Yes, I'd love to listen to what you have to say. It doesn't very often happen. The more likely experience of a salesperson is rejection which Jesus warns about when he admits, I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. When you enter a town and are not welcomed, go into its streets and say, even the dust of your town we wipe from our feet is a warning to you. Yet be sure of this, the kingdom of God has come near. 
Again, at first sight, this reaction of dusting off might read a little bit like sour grapes, a public denunciation, a rude gesture to these negative people. But I prefer to think of it as being more like when the salesperson says, I've presented you with a great offer, I've warned you that you won't get a better one, and maybe you will have second thoughts. Jesus said, tell them, be sure of this, the kingdom of God has come near, and it's still near. The reality of life at the time was that hospitality included the washing of feet. So there was much less need for visitors to wipe dust from their feet if they had just already been washed. So the wiping of dust here was much less of a hostile act than appears at first reading. It's in fact a statement of fact that the message had not been positively received on this occasion and that the apostles would be moving on for the time being. So to me, Jesus seems to be saying, dust yourself down, keep smiling as you keep going. And this interpretation seems to me to fit well with some other words from our reading. When you enter a house, first say, peace to this house. If someone who promotes peace is there, your peace will rest with them. If not, it will return to you. In other words, all that happens if the residents reject the offer of peace is that the peace remains for the time being with the person offering it. So stay positive. But also, the third point, be proportionate. You may remember my comments in relation to the salesperson. You make a sale, don't get too cocky and complacent because you would not have made the sale without the product. Conversely, if you don't make a sale, don't get too depressed because it's just as likely that the customer would not have wanted to buy the product, whoever the salesperson had been. In the words of Jesus, when wonderful things happen as you preach the gospel, whoever listens to you, listens to me. Do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you because you haven't done anything by yourself. You are doing God's work, and that's the beginning and end of the matter. Your reward is that your names are written in heaven. In other words, you can share in the reward that you know that God's work is being done. Conversely, Jesus said to those being sent out like lambs among wolves, whoever rejects you, rejects me. It's their loss rather than yours if they are not yet ready to listen. Be prioritized, be positive, and be proportionate. The message from Jesus to the apprentice apostles, and maybe to us too. So let's review these headings one more time to see whether the commissioning principles given to the 72 apostles, apprentice apostles might have some relevance for us today. First again, be prioritized. In Northern Lights MCC, we have identified many things that we feel we should be doing. Looking at our collective priorities as a church, 
Are there some less important things holding us back from making progress on the really essential matters? Looking at our individual priorities as in individual attenders of the congregation, is each person who attends the church undertaking the role that best fits their talents? Are some of us running out of time to make an essential contribution because we're spending lots of time on something else? It's a challenge to reflect on the perspective of Isaiah when he realized that his eyes had seen the King, the Lord Almighty, but that he was still only an ordinary man of unclean lips who lived among the people of unclean lips. When Isaiah heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall we send and who will go for us? He replied with a simple offer, here am I, send me. Jesus asks, whom shall I send? And asks us to focus on the priorities. Secondly, we are encouraged to be positive. I love the hymn which goes, God moves in a mysterious way his wonders to perform. Because it reminds me that what we do today may produce results in very different ways and in a very different time scale from what we expect. A few words to someone today may not appear to have any effect at all but maybe they may lead to something unexpected in weeks or even years. At the start of our services here, we include in our welcome a greeting to those we may not have seen for some time. We may have thought that they were not helped by our service when they came previously, but perhaps something of lasting value happened then, which on reflection and over time brought someone back. If we believe in what we are doing, Jesus tells us to dust ourselves down and be positive because even for those who don't seem impressed at first sight, we are told that the kingdom of God has drawn near. So second point, be positive. And related to being positive is being proportionate. This means not getting too depressed when things don't seem to be going as we would like. It means not getting too complacent when things appear to be going as we want. In other words, we need to keep under review whether we are using the most proportionate and the most appropriate measures of success. In the year that King Uzziah died after a very long reign, the Jews were very worried about the potential political and economic insecurity which could follow. They thought it likely they'd be invaded and even conquered by the Assyrians. But Isaiah draws attention to a God whose power is measured not by military might, but by holiness. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. Churches often use measures of success like numbers of members, income, visibility, innovation, and these certainly have their place. 
but we are not selling cleaning materials for you PVC windows. Our measures of success are not the same as those of Seraphim six-winged windows. Our mission is not to operate a successful small business. In the words of today's New Testament reading, Jesus said, whoever listens to you, listens to me. Whoever rejects you, rejects me. In the Gospel according to St. Luke, we are told about 72 apprentice apostles spreading the word as the trailblazing advance units. In the account of the Acts of the Apostles, we read about an ever-growing number of Christian leaders. Since then, there have been millions of Christian apostles. Today, there continue to be many Christian workers across the globe and closer to home, who have responded like Isaiah to the call, who will go for us, and who answer, here am I, send me. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Northern Lights Metropolitan Community Church. To find out more about what we do, head across to our website, www.northernlightsmcc.org.uk.